0: Thanks for joining us today for Ted Speaks with your host, Ted Carew, the positive safety coach. As co-host and Ted's wife, I have the added task of keeping Ted in line and laughing at his jokes, which isn't always easy. My name is Barb Carew. We are coming to you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of the Brewers, Miller Beer, and the Fonz. How could it get any better than that? Our podcast focuses on sharing ideas with business owners and safety professionals to keep employees safe and families together. Our passion for keeping people safe is the reason Total Health and Safety Solutions was created. This is how Ted is able to share his 25 years of safety experience by supporting companies around the globe in their efforts to strengthen their health and safety process.
1: Please join us in welcoming James Buretti. With over 30 years of experience, James has an extensive background in the field of safety and health. James is president of Boretti Incorporated, a professional SH&E firm providing a broad range of technical and business safety solutions. He has successfully consulted with a wide range of clients and industries, including healthcare, manufacturing, television, construction, and agricultural environments. His efforts have resulted in measurable, improved operational efficiency and productivity, lowered insurance rates, reduced claims frequency, and OSHA compliance. James is a former regional vice president of Region First, for the American Society of Safety Professionals and a frequent speaker for them. He's a certified safety professional, a professional member of the ASSP, a member of the ASSP Code of Conduct Committee, and the Council on Regional Affairs, liaison for the development of ASSP ethics training. He teaches safety courses for entities such as the University of California, Irvine, and most recently has been conducting many COVID 19 reopening safely presentations for clients and the public at large
2: hey james how are you doing i'm doing well how about yourself ted i am doing really well hey uh wanted to know first of all how old the weather out there in california is
3: oh today is actually finally some sun uh, it's a nice relief we do usually get tired of it but i'll tell you what after what two three weeks of worth of rain and you know you're seeing all the flooding and and the landslides yeah. that are going on that's just a lot I, It just to at least all at once. It'd be nice if it was spaced out, but right now doing very well. Thanks.
2: Too bad you can't capture it somewhere and then bring it back later, right? Like yeah, in the middle right. of summer or something exactly. like that for you guys?
3: Yeah. We're getting a good amount of it, but yeah, I know what you mean.
2: <laughs> hey, I want to thank you for being on Ted Speaks today. Um, for the listeners that are listening, uh, we do not have Barb again uh, today for this episode, but we also have Brad Hurda, who is our business coach and has his own podcast, called blue collar bs which is very good um episode so if you guys get to listen to that please do that currently we are just having some issues with our uh, daughter uh, she has ms and, and is having some some procedures being taken care of so barb wanted to make sure she was there for that but um james really happy to have you on here could you do us a little bit of a favor and kind of give us a background about you for our listeners please
3: Sure, absolutely. Um, Just a very brief thing. Uh, Been in the safety world for thirty plus years. I like to do that. uh, Not show gray hair as a result of wearing these headphones, which I think is a good thing.
2: (laughs) We call we call it experience. We call it experience. Thank
3: you. I you know what I agree with you. It's it's experience. (laughs) There we go. So, but been doing that for about thirty plus years. Uh, Have my own consulting firm out of California. We do work all over North America, and we uh, work with a lot of large and small businesses. We like to call it you know small company with a large. Footprint, that kind of thing. And um, basically, I got uh, involved in safety after getting my degree in business. So I like that. Oh, okay. Cool. What you're talking about here, the BS for business solutions. I think that's really good.
4: Um, (laughs) Is is that what that stands
2: for, Brad? It it is. (laughs) It is officially uh, blue collar. I'm going with it. (laughs) BS,
4: business solutions.
3: I like that. So I got interested in safety because of the challenges. I mean, mm-hmm. safety really does touch a lot of, well, pretty much everything within the business itself. So some areas, a little more so than others. I know a lot of us tend to think about, you know, construction. You're worried about the people out there on construction sites. You know, you're not thinking about the people in the office or any of the other folks who are doing marketing or any of that other stuff that makes a firm successful. Same thing with manufacturing. You're more worried about people on the floor but what about logistics same thing with agriculture the people out in the fields or in the orchards but what about the other folks doing distribution and running stuff up and down the highways and all of those things all the things that make companies work so really uh, that kind of got me right into it and I've loved this field ever since
2: great so you so you have a passion for safety right which is what we have to have to do as safety leaders right
3: Yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely, I would say. It's pretty obvious if you don't. If you're there just kind of kicking the tires or just uh, sort of uh, going through the motions, you know what? Your audience knows. You don't have to do it in a presentation. It's the way you carry yourself around a site or a workplace or how you interact with folks that makes the difference. So you can see it.
2: Oh, it's so true. Uh, How many people I have come up to me and say, how do you get so excited about this stuff? And we have to be though, right? Because we're we're usually implementing change. And to do change, we have to be a little bit more positive than probably the neighbor. How's that?
4: (laughs) Oh, but it's super, super exciting when you, I was in metal fabrication for many, many years Mm -hmm. and you see a a project that had been just an absolute train wreck and you make some things from a safety perspective, some changes uh, to set up or to some process or to some rigging may go slower at first, but you see those incremental gains over time and all of a sudden you just picked up all that production time and people are excited about it because they're not straining themselves or different things and their life just became easier, but it was hard getting through the change at first.
2: Well, I'm definitely in that firm believer, kind of like you were talking about, James, you know, the business is first, right? And yes. safety has to be part of that. But I believe, like Brad was just saying, that if you do safety right, it's actually going to make you more efficient. And maybe a little bit longer, but, but you're going to be a lot more efficient um, in many different ways. So I, I don't have to convince you of that, but uh, I know that, that that's pretty important. Your company um, provides uh, business solutions for safety. Yes. Can you kind of explain that a little bit? Sure, sure. Actually, you guys were doing a great job in that because
3: a lot of times people don't think of safety, or at least I should say, some business leaders. Don't think of safety as part of an efficient. Let's be honest, you know,
4: most business leaders don't think yeah, of Yeah, okay, as we'll part go there. It. Let's just be honest <laughs> about it, okay? I was trying to be good about it. But <laughs> yeah, you're right, Brad. I agree.
3: But you know, it really is part of planning. And planning is really something that makes a business very efficient. And if you keep looking at these things from an improvement standpoint, you know, continuous improvement perspective from a business perspective. Safety is one of those tools that can help you to identify where all your issues may be or discover inefficiencies. And typically where you have safety issues, you tend to have production issues. And safety professionals who are on their game definitely can help an organization really figure out how do we go ahead and make this a better process while not taking an unnecessary risk? I mean, we all know going into business is a risk itself, but, you know, when you're sitting there and you're looking at this, it's like, hey, you know what? We've all heard the old adage, hey, you know, it's part of the job. You know, the injuries are a part of the job. The risk is part of the job. It doesn't have to be, you Correct. know, you can actually figure out better ways of doing things to where you lower that risk, but the worker becomes more efficient. As a result. And so you're right. It, it's one of those things of incremental types of changes that over a period of time, you suddenly look back and go, wow, I can't believe the way we used to do this. Right. You know, looking at the way things were with, with, with uh, companies and businesses and stuff like that.
2: Well, you just look at years ago, right? They used to, at mm-hmm. least on construction projects, they'd put in a fatality for every um, X amount of dollars that they did. And that was right. just part of business. I mean, that's how scary it used to be, right? Right. Right. Absolutely. I worked in mining space for a bunch of years. And when I first started there,
4: we'd be on the dippers for the electric mining shovels and (laughs) they would make pallet ladders to get up on top, carry all the welding (laughs) gear over their shoulders to get up on top and do that. And it was just the norm. Right. It was Um, accepted, right? It was accepted and it was there and and you'd have the falls, you'd have the trips and slips. and, And then eventually we got to the scaffolding piece and did the things that we needed to do. And life became easier. Job became easier. Recruiting people became easier because they didn't have to become a yes. gymnast and a welder at the same time because now they can just focus on the welding
2: right and yeah. and, and making that process smaller more productive and safer right and, yeah, and agreed the
3: agreed and and I would argue that you know as you brought up about you know recruiting more people because the job was safer, you know that definitely is a big deal today with talent trying to get talent into companies because we've done I think as safety professionals over the years a very good job of educating people who are coming into professions coming into workspaces all those different things and when they get into a company that is not safe or doesn't really particularly pay attention to that, they tend to start looking elsewhere. So if you have good talent that you want to keep, safety is one of those things that uh, can also help to retain good talent because they see on the other side of it that, eh, you know what? Yeah, I might make a little bit more money, but guess what? I don't have all the safety stuff here. I think I'll stay where I'm at. They value me and value what I bring to the job. Isn't it easy keeping people today? <laughs> yeah. Uh anyways. That's yeah, a whole that's really other show and that's more for Brad anyway. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, that you know what? Actually, that'd be a really good one, Brad. We do need to talk about that at some point.
4: Absolutely. <laughs> so so how did that safety journey for you begin, right? You started out with uh mm-hmm. San Diego State University, business degree, marketing, mm-hmm. those type of things. How mm-hmm. does a marketing guy get to safety? Now I understand safety is somewhat of a marketing Tool as well, right? I mean, you got to mm-hmm. blend those two things. So it seems like you landed in a great spot, but how did you end up being the safety guy?
3: Ah, that's it. You know what? I'll tell you what. It really comes down to a college counselor. You looked at me, evaluated what was going on, you know, how you take those tests sometimes, and they say, here's where your interests are, here's where your passions are, right? Hey,
2: James, could you come talk to yeah. me for a few moments? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So anyway, so what it was interesting, he said, he said, I can't find another student who has more diverse interests. And he said, so you're looking at industrial engineering or marketing, which one do you want? And I said, you know what, I'm not really into, you know, derivatives and things like that. Let me go ahead and get into business. Stuff. I don't want to take that. I'm out. not going
4: to go on the math track.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it didn't matter. I mean, even when I was at San Diego State University, they offered a degree in both. So I actually ended up uh, doing the uh, the marketing one with the minor, And uh, once I got into the workplace, I ended up working for an insurance company in California. Great place to start. I mean, if you really want exposure to a lot of different businesses and you have at least a foundational understanding of risk from that standpoint. And um, what happened was I, the company had a loss control. Well, it's called sa- safety and health back then. And essentially what happened was uh, my mentor, was pretty much the leader of the safety and health department. And uh, I kept asking him, what do you guys do? What do you get into? And I thought, this is really cool because you're helping businesses. And uh, ended up at about a year after working there that I ended up in the safety and health department. And as they say after that, the rest is history. That It just, it bit me right there and that was it. And I'll tell you what, the one of the hardest things, if you want a challenge, is trying to market safety. It can be done. Boy, oh boy! Do you have to look at motivations and persuasion and influence, and really plant seeds, water them, and keep them nurtured in order to really grow from a safety perspective. And I don't mean it just as somebody who owns a company. I mean it is you know a safety professional working within. You're constantly marketing. You're constantly doing customer service. You're constantly, you know, a lot of people feel like I'm always having to prove myself. Well, you're not. You're actually moving things along. But what's happening here is, yeah, you have to remind everybody, business leaders, people in the right decision-making spots that, hey, this is important. This is part of our success. This is what we want to do as a company, as a business, as an organization.
2: And and walking that talk every day too, right? I mean, and and doing exactly what what we're saying that we're doing, we have to walk it. And that that can be strenuous at times, won't you say, James? Oh, very.
3: Very much, I would agree. You know, hey, even just the simple practice of this, you know, with your iPhone or your your smartphone. You know, we always tell people don't text and walk. And then what do you see our safety professionals doing? Correct. I mean, well, go well to they're conference. doing an audit,
2: James. It's a little different. See? <laughs> oh,
3: sorry. Gotcha. Okay, that's what we're doing.
2: <laughs> that's what we call that. Hey, it's a
3: hard habit to break. <laughs> yeah,
2: you're you're exactly right, right? Because what are we yep. saying? Hey, where's our mind right now? Well, our mind's on this and not on right. what uh, our conversation or what we're doing? So we're asking you to do that. Not I'm I'm doing the same thing. That never goes well. Coming out of the office environment, walking on the floor, there was right by the one door. There was a bunch of machinists that
4: were sitting there, a couple machines, and they were like hawks. If if some of the office staff came in and did what they shouldn't be doing in the shop, you knew Mm -hmm. about it within 20 minutes. He was like, "Okay, great. Um, Well." It wasn't done in a positive manner. It was more of a tit for tat manner, but it it was good. It was just the wrong messaging at times. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for myself who'd bring in suppliers and do different things and tours, it was very important for me to make sure that, you know, the folks that I brought through, the guys on the floor saw that I was following their rules, right? Behaving in their their manner, making sure we were in the lines or not in the lines or whatever we needed to do, that the right equipment was there, the right PPE, the right distances were followed, Uh, And that was hard for many of the office personnel to understand just as when the shop floor guy came in the office swearing up a storm or doing whatever, full of grease, you know, they didn't appreciate that. It's like, well, just flip that, folks. Just flip that Mm -hmm. environment. Now, take it from their point of view. How do you think they feel when you come out there in your white shirt and white hard hat and you think you're muddier than they are and you're not? Right. I mean,
2: you're playing that tick for tack, right? I mean, uh, on on that all the time. And those are the kind of things that we struggle with as safety professionals because you got to try to keep everybody happy and that can be a challenge.
3: Right. Absolutely. Maybe it comes down to one word, respect for it. People who are doing that kind of work have a lot of skill, a lot of knowledge in areas that I'll tell you what, I wish I admired these people. I mean, it's it's amazing what they can do. Same thing with people who are leading large organizations and somehow can keep it straight in their head. You know, all of these things. And it's really respecting the fact that, you know what, they're trying. Hey, when you see someone actually put together, you know, and I'll go back to the pallet ladder with two boards that go across one area with a ladder on top of that that's secured and the whole deal. Yeah, very unsafe situation. You wonder, why in the world did somebody do that? And many of us tend to sit there and say, that was stupid. You know what? That was ingenious. Someone actually had to think of a way that that would have to go together and try to secure it at the same time. And it's like, okay, time out. Why don't we start from the ground now and start looking at the right way we should do these things? Because they got the skill to actually make it happen. They may just need the coaching and the guidance to make that that successful.
2: Well, how, how often do they have the answers for us already? They do. A lot of times, right? Yeah, right. right. E- even if yeah. it is, like you are saying, an unsafe situation, these guys ha- have the knowledge, and they have that, and, and it's really up to us as safety professionals to bring that out in them, right? Right. right. The routing right. says I have to do it this way, and if I don't follow, yeah. the, routing,
4: if I don't follow the routing, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> so I'm not going to do it the way that's going to make it better because the routing told me to do it this way because I got yelled at the last 15 times I tried making the change.
3: You're right you're absolutely right on the money with that i i tell you it's it's the disincentivizing the right proper thing to question and come up with a better way a lot of times employers look at questioning as a way of delaying so that you know people don't have to work as hard if you will but if you really tap <laughs> into it look what happens you know i mean you end up instead of Running things down to where people aren't getting anything done, you end up actually going, okay, let's make that happen. Here are the guides that you need to do it within. Here's the safety you need to consider. See you in 30 minutes. You know, all of a sudden you've got something that now can be used moving forward that is, well, less hazardous, if you
4: will. Right. Right. So, as you have indicated, right, you're the clients around the country, different Mm -hmm. places, different things. Is there a particular area of focus that you personally are most passionate about in that safety world to to see improvement on? Wow, I tell you, <laughs> man, there's so many different things I'd love to see improvement on. But, you know, if I
3: was looking at kind of business processes and things like that, I think we can incorporate our metrics a little better than what we have. Uh, you know, if we can figure out ways to align stuff, and I'll tell you, with some organizations that I've worked with, they have really excellent business analysts and you find out that these folks reside in the finance department or they're right there with production or whatever, they're always looking at numbers and ways to measure. And from those metrics, they're trying to improve and tweak things to make them better. If you can align yourself with that kind of person, you can actually start getting your safety results to show based upon all the different things that you're doing to align with the organization and how it's measuring itself. And from that standpoint, what I have found, whenever that happens, it's like an epiphany occurs in the C-suite. So anybody who's up there, you know, with the the chief CEO, you know, the CFO, all those folks up there in senior leadership in the organization, you're going to find all of a sudden they start to really understand that the effort leads to the result. I mean, if you look at it from the standpoint of a business, they're always looking at profit. Okay, And everybody says, you know, it's all about money. Yeah, it is. But you know what? The, the, it's that's not- why the
2: businesses are, right? Hey, that, right. That's, you know, that's it, reality. I
3: mean, yeah. I mean, in order for a company to survive, it needs a recurring source of funding. If you don't have that, we don't even have jobs as safety professionals. So that's out the window. The idea is how can we help reduce that risk to the assets that are inside the company? And the assets, I mean, are human resources itself, right? They're the people who actually make it work. Otherwise, without them. We don't have the organization either, or it's very inefficient and eventually goes out of business. But with that all in mind is if you can make that line up, then the efforts you're making can be measured along with the business metrics to the final result. Here's my profit. Here's why we have zero injuries. Not why, well, we know everything about why we're having injuries. That's great. It's good to know and understand and learn from, but we also should know why we're not having injuries. And it's, you know, there's a a, a number of different ways you can do that. So.
4: Right. And and the way we're not having injuries is because George is the one that does the job all the time. Yeah.
3: There you go. Right. Yeah. And he's doing it safely. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, yeah. So this is good. This is good.
2: What would you consider to be your greatest safety success?
3: Oh, wow. There are so many, I think I could really kind of quote, but I'd say there are several. I'll pick one, and, I'll, and since we were talking about metrics here, one of the best ones we ever had was culminated in a presentation to the C-suite. Had all the middle managers there as well, and we were able to show that. Look, here were all the safety efforts that were made, and by doing these safety efforts, you could see the reduction in injuries all the way across. And even as the company was exploding with growth, they ended up, I think, with about four five hundred employees one year. And, uh, you know, they had grown from like three to 400 to 500 employees. As that happened, injuries went down. It ended up with two injuries that were occurring, one of which was first aid, the other one wasn't. It was medical only. So mm-hmm. that That's success, impressive. everybody, you know, in the C-suite said, hey, this is great. We're good. And that was it. And they stopped doing everything that made it successful. Oh. So what do you think happened? Right? And it did. It took off, but so did the cost. So we were able to show them because they were so frustrated, they didn't understand why, one, the injuries were occurring again. But number two, they really felt like they were losing money. They were hemorrhaging money somewhere, and they couldn't figure it out. So connecting with the business analysts, we were able to show them that when we got down to those two injuries- the cost of production that they were measuring at that time was pretty much equivalent. When they started having the injuries, they started adding to the cost of production that they weren't measuring. And so we were able to show that. So getting that understanding, the C suite then turned around and said, okay, we need to reinstitute this stuff and have it evolve as we continue to progress as an organization. That worked. And what was really cool was they were able to figure out how much safety contributed to the profit on the bottom line, and I mean these weren't my numbers; these were the business analyst numbers. And so they were able to figure that out. That if we do this effort, here's what the cost of that effort is, but here's the result we
4: get from the profit. You know, and businesses understand that. Here's the three X return on that.
2: Right. Right. Well, I, I think you know the indirect costs are what people. Mm-hmm so often overlooked. I mean, all the time. And I think very conservative is four times, right? Usually. Um, I I think that's very conservative, actually. I think Mm -hmm. it's quite higher than that. But when you start putting those kind of numbers together, Mm -hmm. you're looking at that and it's really a no brainer, but sometimes you have to go through that situation, like that example you were talking about. Wouldn't you say, James?
3: Oh yeah, I would agree. I mean, sometimes that wakes you up. I've seen companies go out of business because they can't get a hold of their their injuries, and they don't understand that hidden cost like you're talking about. And they keeps saying, gosh, it seems like no one's being productive. Seems like no one's getting anything done. Seems like, no. well, they're not. They're getting injured, and everybody else is filling in, and you're spending money on overtime and overworking those people. Nobody wants to come to work for you because they can see what the work environment's like, and it starts to spiral downward.
2: Yeah, very quickly too, right? Brad, you work with a lot of companies like that. And, and what, what are a lot of the companies you work with? How do they deal with that type of situ- those situations? Well, I'm a
4: big proponent of setting expectations, right? And there mm-hmm. should be an expectation that I should be able to leave the same way I came in. And, and that has to be a two-way street. As well, and it comes down to leadership and expectation and and setting up the culture for success and and sometimes you, you also need to understand each individual's motivator yeah. I mean the guy that's yeah. coming in that's that's willing to go leave your shop for 25 cents an hour as a welder, he may stay, but money's his motivator right so mm-hmm. he may not be a good fit. so being able to understand who should be on the bus as well is just as important because that guy might be a very high producer but he may also be the biggest safety risk mm-hmm. in the organization as well and having those conversations are really really important but they're tough because well he's making me the most money right, right. he is until he's not right, <laughs> right. right. yeah exactly right well until un- until that incident does occur or until that thing does happen so being able to look at risk differently through a different lens is also very important. And, you know, there's lots of ways, like you talked about, James, to see safety and the impact it has in a business environment. It's truly everywhere. And it's truly everybody's job, not Mm -hmm. just the safety professional's job.
2: And I think a lot of our uh, listeners probably have that same thing. Once you say, James, they have that person that's out there that is the best darn welder in the whole United States. If you ever lose him, the whole company is going to go under. But yet that person also has a lot of risk out there, like Brad was saying. And is it is it worth that for the company? And I think, uh, unfortunately, not until both, sometimes three years later, they find out that it's not necessarily the best. What are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I would agree. Certainly, that's, I mean, I've seen that happen where it's like, you know, I would love to be able to do this or people say, yeah, we'd love to see safety really here within the department, the unit, the company itself. But when I see this happening, you know, where you see the ceo of a construction company going out onto a job site wearing their nice patent leather shoes and their suit and oh that's what the motivated guys hat on you know right it's going it, to mess it, up my hair <laughs> yeah right exactly Mine too. Hey, i have oh, a photo mind. shoot after this or i'm giving a speech yeah. at the the steps of this structure or something like that it's like you know what go polish yourself up 5 minutes after you get done walking the site you know it, when you see that kind of thing and people get away with it you know, the first thing they think is, well, obviously they're covering themselves rather than me. And that's why they're making me wear all this stuff because, well, heaven forbid, should somebody, you know, come out here and penalize them, uh, OSHA fine or, you know, loss control person comes out and my rates go up or anything like that. That's not a good thing. Now, obviously, I'm showing a leadership difference, but like you're talking about here where somebody has a great high skill but does it at the risk of everything else that's usually a person to say you know what you've got the great talent this is wonderful that i see this here here's how i want to see you would apply it you know and then everybody else in the shop looks and goes aha someone's paying attention here that's leadership right. like you're talking about brad hold and accountable paper. right yeah absolutely
2: absolutely Well, great hey james thanks for being on the show today oh pleasure yeah but as you know, I'm the positive safety coach, and yep. now it's time for us to maybe switch, switch the vibe a little bit to a little fun, because I believe in safety, you have to make it fun. So I have a couple of jokes for you. The question is, are you ready for our jokes?
3: Uh, probably not, but I'm ready to go for it. Let's do it.
2: <laughs> so you're in California.
4: Uh-huh. We're in Wisconsin, right? Dairy State versus Dairy well, State. Yeah. Theoretically the dairy state. California wants everything, but sorry, we're still the dairy state. So um so why do cows wear cowbells? Oh boy. I can go for it. I don't know. Uh because their horns don't
2: work. Oh gee. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, kind of sticking a little bit on the dairy, more on the farms here with this one. What kind of eggs does an evil chicken lay? Oh no. What kind of eggs does an evil chicken lay? <laughs>
3: I don't know. I'm gonna hear this one though.
2: Deviled don't, eggs. Go, oh, for heaven's <laughs> sakes, really. <laughs> hey, hey James. Hey, yes. Yes. They, really. they were really. Hey James, thanks a lot for being on uh, Ted Speaks today. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you and learn more about you, your business, could you uh share your your contact information, please?
3: Sure, sure. I mean you can go to berettiinc.com, so berettiinc.com. So two t's, two i's there. Or uh our office phone number 559-372-7545 so yeah i appreciate being on this has been a lot of fun thank you ted
4: thank you brad too thank you very much
2: and uh you know i I think we've added a lot to our our um, industry safety you know and i think that's very important for us to keep on going out there and giving back right james agreed absolutely agreed all right have a super safe day thank you you too thanks
0: Thank you for listening to TED Speaks with Ted Carew, owner of Total Health and Safety Solutions, providing health and safety support to businesses by customizing a safety process to fit their needs, big or small. Please connect at ted.carew at healthandsafetynow.com or visit our website, healthandsafetynow.com to share your safety stories or find out more about how we can work together to ensure your people go home safely and turn an expense into a profit center. Follow us and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Have a super safe week.